0: Hi everyone, it's Tony Richards and welcome to Life Focus. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. And we have an extremely, extremely important show for you today. And we have with us Reverend David Clark, the Administrator for Highways and Hedges Outreach Ministries for Evangelist Dr. Melissa Clark. David, thank you, Reverend. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we're not going to waste any time I think you have an important, very, very important message to bring to everyone because when we think about everything that's happening in the world today and we think about all of the, 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 the issues that we're having with radiation and, and with uh, all kinds of things bombarding us in the atmosphere, do we really understand what's happening and do we really understand uh, the, the short and long-term effects And Reverend David Clark has been doing research and studies for quite a while. And I'd like to ask you to kind of tell us the story. Tell us what's happening.
1: Dr. Riches, thank you kindly for having me to come to participate in this particular show. I'm more than happy to be here. Thank you and happy to meet your audience or speak to your audience. My prayer for your audience is that God's eternal purpose be manifested in their lives as they wake up to understand God's purpose in the earth. Um, yes. There are many things happening in the world that's having a profound impact on the church. Uh, I've been in the church business. I've been raised in the church. I've been walking with leadership all of my life. Uh, My father, Bishop Melvin Clark, And Dr. Melissa Clark introduced me to Jesus at a very young age. I understood what I was getting involved in, and I've been practicing Christianity all my life. Amen. I wasn't in and out. Mm -hmm. I knew what I was getting involved in, and I really want to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to spend eternity in heaven. So um, I had opportunity to fellowship and communicate with leaders. I'm talking about the fivefold gifts to the church, teachers, priests, pastors, evangelists, prophets, and bishops. And I have discovered that they are under attack Mm. in the 21st century, Mm. that they are, that the adversary are using, every strategy to cancel out the will of God and pastors and many of the pastors of leadership have not discerned that they are under attack but they do understand that the adversary comes to kill, steal and destroy Mm -hmm. and to Take them far from the will and purpose of God. So they do everything they have to do to resist the will of God. I am, so what I'm getting to is that I've had the opportunity to fellowship with these leaders in the church, and I discovered that they all want to pass away, die doing the will of God, and whatever it takes, whenever it occurs, I want to be doing the will of God. This is what I hear Mm -hmm. from the old bishops. Old Pentecostal bishops. Matter of fact, uh, I am Church of God in Christ um, internationally. And um, this is a conversation that I hear. They want to die doing the will of God. hmm And I, I didn't understand that and as a young man, why they want to be doing the will of God. Uh, they want to die in the pulpit. They want to die preaching. Uh, they want to die in front of their people doing the will of God. And what I discover that many are dying in the pulpit. They're collapsing in the pulpit and collapsing, falling out dead in the pulpit. And it's still really amazing because my father collapsed in the pulpit uh, in the 70s. And it was very devastating to me to see him lying out in the floor, turning white, mm. no hair, getting, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody thought he was dead, and I thought he was dead, and I was shocked, I was devastated, and I couldn't make the connection But my mother, evangelist Dr. Melissa Clark, she ran to the pulpit and put her hands on his head. And she said in her prayer, Satan, come out the mind. Satan, she called him, Huh. Satan, the devil, mm-hmm. come out the mind. Yeah. And momentarily he came out and my daddy began to shake like a leaf on the floor. And I said, my God, what is this? And it took my mind back when I heard preachers saying they want to die preaching doing the will of God. But they don't want to die prematurely. It's what they don't want to do. Right. Um, yes, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, but if it had not been for an anointed woman of God, I think my daddy would still be lying in his casket right now. Mm-hmm. But she was anointed and she rebuked the devil out of his body. And he came out and again, he was quickly like a leaf, just shaking. Yeah. And so um, that was the first time that ever happened, but it has been four different times in my daddy's life that he has collapsed in the pulpit, and I wasn't able to figure it out. We took him to the doctor the next day, and he said everything was all right. There's nothing wrong with him. And then 10 years later, he collapsed again. And my mother was there, and she rebuked the devil. Mm -hmm. And he came out, and he shook, and he was okay. Yeah. Well, that happened four different times. She wasn't there the last two times, but Mm -hmm. he was just collapsing in the pulpit, laying out like he was dead. And then he, then the elders and bishops would pray, and he would come around. Well, I took it upon myself to begin to research in this particular area. What's causing these men of God to collapse in the pulpit? And I recognized that it was the invisible.
0: Um, attack Mm -hmm. of the adversary. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this isn't just happening in the United States or just in one church or that. This is happening all over the world.
1: Well, since you brought the world up, uh, the research I collected from um, the Middle East uh, from India, from uh, the Catholic denomination, uh, from the Baptist denominations, uh, from the um, Muslim religion, uh, Hinduism, Hinduism, mm-hmm. um, from all of the major religious mm-hmm. institution in the world, the leadership is collapsing in the poor. But,
0: uh, is this new or is this, I know you said with your dad, it was in the seventies, but the research that you're doing is, is this something that is just recently happening or has this been happening throughout the years? Well, since, since
1: 20, well, maybe 20, 13. Mm-hmm. I've been more intense involved with this research and I discovered that it was happening all over the world. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. different areas. First, I thought it was just the Pentecostal church, Church mm-hmm. of God of Christ, mm-hmm. the black denomination. Mm-hmm. But I found out that I was wrong. Then I I started looking into the Catholic denomination and I found out that it was happening there. And then I started looking around the Baptist, and again, I recognized that it was happening and the Muslims and and happening around the world.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, uh, I met a young lady, Dr. Rola Zion Alali and I didn't know at the time that she was a science research researcher, but uh, we began to communicate and she didn't realize this was happening. So I introduced it to her and we both put our hands together and uh, we began to uh, develop research uh, trying to figure out why this was happening Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not really clear but it's clear to us pastors don't believe that they're under attack by invisible forces Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, who are enemies to the religious, um, entities, uh, who the enemy is their antichrist, uh, and all his followers, uh, the atheists, uh, the moderates, um, all anti-religious organizations are jealous and are attacking the leadership. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't stand for God because they don't believe in God. Yeah. But yet, they want to hinder the body of Christ and they are political, uh, but yet they are attacking the religious community and they're using a variety of weapons to do so. You say, oh, that's, this is crazy. <laughs> but, um, I discovered that uh, they use weapons like radiation frequencies, high and low frequency. They they use weapons like electronic devices, electrical devices. Uh, They use weapons like uh, electric. Microwave mm-hmm. guns, mm-hmm. electronic guns, but they don't look like guns. They look like telephones, they look like uh, radiation towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they emit an <laughs> invisible beam and they focus on whoever they want to focus it on but it caused them to collapse and caused them to get ill, get sick, and in many cases, some cases, cause them to die. Yeah. And so um, the pulpit has become a hazardous place to be in the church. And the adversary used, anyone he wants to use, take the leadership out. But it's been very difficult to get the clergy to believe this is happening. I know
0: that. Um, yeah, you're right. And, 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 you and know, some people,
1: yeah. S-
0: some people say that it's just... Uh, Theory, conjecture, and that it just really doesn't happen. But yet, you know, you read stories or you read uh, articles about the uh, electronic uh, emissions and that from cell phones and from you know other other devices. And but where in the church is this come? is, Is this emitting from? Is this from the? You say it's in the pulpit. Is this from the microphones? Is this from where? Where's the speakers? Where? Where? Where do you? Where do you? Where have you found? In your studies, that that this emits from?
1: Antennas,
0: towers,
1: um, a microphone, um, uh, the computers, um, the iPad emits everything that I mentioned emits radiation frequencies high and low. And if your pastor is standing in front of the congregation in front of a microphone, it is emitting uh, radiation frequency or electromagnetic fields. And this has been from our research, the cause of the weapons That the devil is using to harm and destroy Christian leadership. Again, many, most of the pastors, most of the Christian leadership, don't believe it can happen to them. Mm -hmm. But yet, they have no clue how effective the Telecommunication telecommunication industry is uh, the weaponry that they use is not like carrying a gun around. Right, right it's carrying electrical devices yeah. that emits invisible frequencies, which is causing the sickness. Yeah, I mean they're getting sick after they finish preaching. They sit down. They're so tired and wore out. And uh, they're sweating. Their minerals are deleting from their bodies and they're sweating. And uh, they have no idea what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. But yet, by the grace of God, many are still standing, but some of them are collapsing dead in the pulpit. Yeah, yeah.
0: So... So what do we do? What what, what do you? Before you answer that, let me just say you're listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards, and very interesting conversation today with uh, Reverend David Clark, um, administrator for Highways and Hedges Outreach Ministries, under uh, evangelist Doctor. Melissa Clark, and we're talking about the radiation that's being emitted from various areas in the pulpit, the the microphones, the speakers, and and uh, Reverend Clark, we, we, we have about six minutes left, but um, what, what's the answer? How do we stop this?
1: Well, the only way that we can really stop it is to lead, have the religious leadership to press uh, legislation to ban uh, technology in the pulpit, in the churches. And uh, that's the only way that we can stop it. They can replace new technology without using radiation frequency, or radiation uh,
0: so you're not saying eliminate technology altogether. You're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that there are ways in which we can um, uh, mitigate. Yeah, mitigate. Thank you. The 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 radiation, the, the types of levels, and we can change some of the uh, some some of the equipment that we're using and some of the ways that it's 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 emitting the radiation, right. but not to do away with technology.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Now there's
0: There are some churches
1: that have they don't want to use iPad and computers in the church at all. But that's that's another story. But again, I know we're getting ready to close. But let me say this. We do have a solution. And perhaps the next time that we talk, we can talk more about
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's important because people need to know. I mean, you know, people, uh, now I'm sure there's skeptics out there listening and saying all oh, that, that's, that's a bunch of hogwash. That's just not, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, science, uh, science fiction almost, if you will. But the fact of the matter is that things are happening. Uh, pastors are passing out. People in ministry are passing out. Um, and oh, they're dying. They're dying in the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely fascinating. Yeah. We, we need to continue this, this discussion because there's, uh, uh, for those of you who would like to, uh, leave a message for Reverend Clark, uh, you can contact me at arrichards99 at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, just, uh, just leave your message, just put in the subject line, Reverend Clark, and then just uh, get your get your questions and let's do this. Let's get uh, um, let's let's have you do this for about a week. Write me at arrichards 99 at gmail.com and the subject line put Reverend Clark. Uh, give us your questions, your thoughts, and then we'll have Reverend Clark come back and we'll do part two of this uh, uh, this program in, uh, in in a couple of weeks because this is something that is absolutely critical for us to understand that uh, what is happening. And 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 most importantly, you know, it's it it's the we don't see it, so it 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 can't be all that bad. But on the other hand, it, it's a lot worse than than I think people think. And 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 so how how do you want to close out today? What would you like to let people know?
1: Well, I want you to know that U.S. diplomats of collapsing getting ill and are under attack by the different entities or governments. And they're using the same type of weapons that they're using in church. And there is a connection. But the next time you hear from me on this particular broadcast, I will go in more details about it. So I ask that you will join me in prayer and I will continue the campaign to let the world know that we are in deep trouble, but we do have a solution.
0: God bless you. Absolutely. Um, Thank you very much. Um, This is this is something, again, we need to come back to and we need to uh, uh, talk a little further and talk about the solutions that are out there as well. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. God bless. And uh, we'll see you back in here in just just a few weeks. So uh, thank you. All right. You have yourself a great day wherever you are in the world. Have you experienced that? Maybe you're a pastor and you're listening and you say, you know, I've I've uh, I've felt these things or I have often wondered why all of a sudden I get this uh, tired feeling over me and, and and what is it and how is it. Write me at ARRichards99 at gmail.com and uh, just put in the subject line, Reverend Clark. And if you have a question for Reverend Clark, uh, uh, state your question or if you have a comment, because this is something that's happening and we can't close our eyes to because this is this is real and it's happening all over the world. Thanks so much, everyone. You have yourself a great day. a great evening wherever you are and we will see you next time this is tony richards for life focus reminding you and all you do go forward the book is called life focus and the other book is called go forward Hi everyone, this is Tony Richards and welcome to Life Focus. I hope everything is going well for you today. I hope you know that in everything that you are doing, you are a person of excellence. And I really want to talk about that today in a couple of different ways. The first is to talk about something that I think we all face at various points in our life. I don't think there's a lot of times in our life when things happen that, uh, you know, we... we (laughs) We, we hold on to our past, don't we, in many ways. We, we hold on to those things that we cherish there's, we, and, and that, that are dear to us. And we hold on to the great things and the celebrations in our life. But there's also times in our life that things happen or people happen to us that we just like to forget and walk away from if we could. But sometimes we hold on to that as well. And we have a hard time with that. So the life focus today is when it's time to let go and walk away. This can be tough for some people, I understand, but I think we have to address it. When it's time to let go and walk away. You see, intuitively, we all know when it's time to walk away from something, don't we? We know when it's it's just been too long. We know when enough is enough. We know when we say, okay, it's time now to complete this chapter of my life and time to move on to the next chapter. We know intuitively, instinctively, when to do that. Sometimes things happen, projects end, boom, let's go on. But isn't it amazing how some people will hold on to their past and hold on to those things that have happened to them? And I always kind of chuckle internally when I hear people talking, and I hear more than maybe once or twice, back in the day, back in the day. I have a friend who's stuck at back in the day, great guy, Super good guy, but whenever you talk to him, everything is back in the day. Remember when we did this? Remember this? Remember this? And, you know, it's great to remember, but intuitively we have to know when it's time to walk away. A lot of us don't walk away because of fear, because we want to hold on to that treasured moment. We want to hold on to that person. We want to hold on to that thing, even though we know it's time to let go. Now, I wrote a book called Fear Factor, Rekindling the Dream Within. And fear to me is faith enabling ability restored. Faith enabling ability restored. Because I think we have to have faith in ourselves first. First we have to have faith in God, but then faith in ourselves. I really do. I think we have to have the faith to say, I'm going to enable you, to walk away from this. I'm going to allow myself to move on. It's not always easy, is it? No, it's not. But there comes a time when you have to. Don't let fear stop you or hold you back. Because it will. It will. Fear will hold you back if given the opportunity. Don't let the what ifs stop you either. Oh, that always... Mm, that is something that I I, I really, really get concerned about when I hear people saying, yes, I would, but what if this happens? What if that happens? What if we don't succeed? What if we can't get this done? My comeback to them is always, but what if you do? What if it does succeed? What if you are able to move forward? What if you are able to be successful? Don't let what happened in the past stop you now. I was in a meeting one time and the president of the company was there and said, Tony, we can't do this. And I said, why not? And he said, because we already tried that. I said, really? When did you do that? Oh gosh, it must be 20 years ago now, but it didn't happen. What if we do it again and the same thing happens? And I sat there and I said, really? 20 years ago? Time has changed Your organization has changed. Your people have changed. You have changed. Why not try it again? Modify it if you want, but don't get stuck in the what-ifs of the past. Just don't do it. Don't let what happened in the past stop you. And he said, well, what do we do? I said, just walk. Just walk. Just plan it out. Get the process in place and just start walking. Don't look back in the rear view mirror. So many people, so many organizations, and I'm, and I'm not saying you can't have them because you need them, but so many get caught up and hung up in the process and the procedures that they lose sight of the operation. They lose sight of what it really means to get something going. So don't look back in the rear view mirror. If it's meant to come back around at a later date, it will. And trust that. Trust that that's going to happen if that's your fate. If it's going to come back around, then it will. So I want to talk for just a few minutes about some things that you can do when it's time to walk away. We all have that time in our life. We all know that, you know what, it's time now for me to walk away from this. The first thing that you must do, no matter what you do, is pray. I know it sounds simple, but it's not because it's not always easy to give up a project or to let someone on the team or the family or the committee take over the work that you have worked so hard to develop. But you don't understand, Tony, this is my baby, I did this. It was my concept, my thought, yes, now let it go. Because you know what, someday you're not gonna be here in this organization. So teach others now so that you can leave a footprint and a legacy for others and not just a memorial to you. Pray for comfort. Pray for guidance. Pray for peace. Pray for assurance that this is the right time. This is the right time for me so that I will have peace in me when, when I let it go. I'll know that, when, that I, this, is, this is the direction and the directions that I need to move. And I'm assured that this is the right time. You get a feeling inside and you know. Pray about it. Number two, remember. That's right. I remember my first job, when the boss came up to me and asked, "Hey, how are things going?" And I looked at him and I said, "Well, you know, fine. They're going well." You know, he looked at me and he said, "Tony, now, you you okay with the project?" I said, "Yeah, I'm fine with it." He said, "You um, okay with the people that are on the project with you?" I said, "Yeah, they're all great." He said, do you understand the responsibilities and the roles and what needs to be done and the deadlines and everything? I said, yep. I said, we got them all uh, written down and we're moving towards them. And he looked at me and he said, well, okay, I'm releasing this project to you now because I know you can handle all aspects of it. Come to me if you have any questions. And then he just simply walked away. Fear hit me. Uh Uh-oh, what if? What if I can't do this? What if something does happen? Then it hit me. Hey, wait a minute. I just told him I'm okay with it. I've got a team around me. I can always go to him. He didn't say never come back. So sometimes you got to let go of things. You got to let go of these projects. You got to let go of that because you see what happens is when you let go of something, you make room for something better, greater, and something else to help you to grow, to come in, in its place. And it's it, it's hard. It's it, it's. Like fitting, trying to fit two or three pieces of a jigsaw puzzle into one. And it just isn't going to happen because you got too much, too much going on. Learn when and how to delegate and and negotiate and let go of those things that you have to. So the pieces fit together and you can, you can simply walk away and and know an assurance that it's done. Having trouble releasing something? A lot of people do. Remember, someone at some time released something to you that helped you develop. Someone at some time released something to you that helped you develop. Now do the same for someone else. Do the same for them. Because you see, my friend, don't hold on to it. Those things that you need to let go of in your past, let them go. You're going to be so much stronger for it in the long run. You might be sitting there saying, well, what else could I do? Well, that reminds me that several years back, I found myself in a position where I was let go from a job. And I had a very hard time fully understanding why. Why, you know, I had, I was called into my boss's office, and he said, Tony, he said, "Um, we're going to let you go. And I said, why? And he said, well... We just feel it's the right time that, you know, you need to move on. And I said, what did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? No, 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 you didn't do anything wrong. We just feel that, you know, it's time to, to, uh, to make room for someone else and give you a chance to grow. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Did you ever have something like that happen to you? Now, I won't go into the details, but I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. It was the worst hurt I can even remember. I remember the ride home. I began thinking about what I would do with my life now. You see, because at that time for me personally, no other career choice was going to make me happy, so I thought. And it was several weeks later that I realized that God was pulling me out of my comfort zone to focus on my true calling. And then I ran into a board member a few months after that in the store and he came up to me and he said, Tony, I have to apologize to you. And I said, why? And he said, because you were set up. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I, 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 I just need to tell you that there were a couple people on staff that set you up. And he said, and unfortunately, the board fell for it. Wow, what an amazing, at that time I forgave and realized that it was, it was time to let go and it was time to move on. But you see, even if I hadn't run into that board member, and he hadn't have told me that, I still would have come to that realization at some point that it was time to move on. But to get there, sometimes we have to take a step back. You see, after that episode, I talked with a friend who told me to take a step back for a minute and assess from a higher level. Now, when you're letting go, it's important before you do to take that step back and say, "Okay, let me assess this whole thing. Let me look at this. Let me understand it. Let me control my own destiny here in this situation. And sometimes you do have to take time for yourself. Maybe it's just a few days alone in the woods. Maybe it's just an afternoon. Maybe it's just a day off. But take some time away to step back because you see, it's going to do you a, a, a world of good. It really is. Because if we don't take that step back, we're, it's always going to gnaw at us it's we're going to hold on to it and we're always going to wonder don't do that to yourself don't play a what if game with yourself because that's exactly what you're doing so you know then slowly step back into it into it after a few weeks i decided it was time to get going again but in a new direction and you know what it became exciting it it the the fear of it when i enabled myself to realize that I have the ability that I can not only restore what was lost, but I can gain a whole lot more. It then became exciting and challenging and it became an opportunity that I, that, that I welcomed and that I cherished and that I wanted to, to move forward on. You're listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards. Today, we're talking about when it's time to let go it's not always easy, is it? It certainly isn't because we get comfortable with things. We, we fall into patterns into habits. And unfortunately, sometimes even ruts. But We have to work our way out of it. We have to climb our way back. So after taking that time, I realized that I had ignited a fire on my calling. And so I spent time preparing and, and, and I'm so glad that I did as it allowed me to analyze, first of all, who I am and what I am and where I wanna go. It allowed me then to assess those resources that are gonna help me get there. It allowed me to plan the direction that I wanted to take in the next week, in the next month, in the next quarter, in the next half year, in the next year. And then it allowed me to go forward. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad I did. I really am. But you see, none of this would have happened. None of this would have come to pass, I believe, in the way it did if I did not realize when it was time to let go and simply walk away. You see, it was at that moment that I said, I am going to become a person of excellence. And I am going to be the person, the leader that God made me to be. So let me ask you, where are you? Where are you? Because I want to talk to you for another few minutes about becoming a person of excellence. Letting go becoming that person of excellence. You see, because I believe that, that that leader that's within you, that leadership is an attitude and product of your best excellence. Are you operating at your best excellence right now? Or are things holding you back? Are those things and that person in your life, and your past, keeping you and preventing you from going forward? I believe this because you don't just stumble into excellence. You learn, you develop, and you grow into it. And that's what I wanna help you to do. Now I have a program, it's a webinar that I really want you to consider taking so that you can become a person of excellence, so that you can take yourself where you are right now and shape and mold and grow into your full potential. And I wanna help you do this. I do this because my mission is to help you develop the best person of excellence that you can be. You see, I have served individuals, associations, small groups, ministries, nonprofits, military, sports teams, corporations for over 30 years. And I would like to help you and your business, your individuals, to move into your sphere of excellence. Because I believe you're moving towards it, but you're not there quite there yet. We have to see what we have to let go of first. And if I can do this for you, like I have for others, then can we agree right now and move forward? And can we begin by you contacting me and telling me that you would like this class? It's the person of excellence. Now, the class is going to be meeting weekly, one day a week for one month. It's going to be Thursdays. We're going to start Thursday, April 1st, then we'll do Thursday, April 8th, Thursday, April 15th, Thursday, April 22nd, and Thursday, April 29th. We'll do this via webinar on Zoom. It'll be from 7 to 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States. 7 to 8 p.m. we're going to be teaching, and 8 to 8.15, we're going to be talking and taking questions and answers. Now, this program normally, when I teach the Person of Excellence class, is $499. But because, and I was told I'm crazy for doing this, but because you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to offer it to you for $49. That's right. Why am I doing it? Because it's my mission to help you to develop into the best person of excellence you can be. And because I really want to do this, I wanna help you. I've helped people all over the world. I've already heard people from people back in Africa and India and Pakistan saying, when are you gonna offer this class again? People who've taken it here in the US have said, written me and talked to me and called me and said, Tony, when is this class being offered again? Because I'm not only gonna take it again, but I'm going to bring some people in with me. Yes, 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 my friend, I want you to become a person of excellence and really wish to you that you participate in this potentially life-changing class. It really is. So how do I register, Tony? How do I get get going? Well, you can do it one of two ways. You can write me at ARRichards99 at gmail.com. Simply put in the subject line P-O-E for person of excellence. P-O-E. ARRichards99 at gmail.com and in the subject line POE, and I will personally write back to you and get you the information you need. Or you can call 1 800 513 1906. 1 513 1906. Outside of the United States, it's plus 11 800 513 1906. Plus 11 800 513 1906. And I really want you to consider taking this because because I want you to grow. I want you to become that person of excellence. And one way to do this is by letting go of the past, by letting go of the baggage, by letting go of the things that are holding you back, by letting you go of the him or the her that's holding you back, by letting you go of the situations in your life that are holding you back. I know there have been some devastating things that have happened in your life. And I know that you have been told and ridiculed and told you're not gonna amount to anything. I'll tell you a quick story and how I can understand somewhat of what you're going through. When I was in fifth grade, my teacher called my parents to the class and she said, I wanna tell you about your son. She said, your son Tony is dumb and he will never amount to anything. He will never go to a regular high school and forget about college. My dad looked at her and he said, how dare you say that? He said, my son, yes, I admit he's a class clown and he's a cut up and he doesn't always prepare himself. But at some point in his life, boom, something's going to snap and click in him and he's going to move to the potential that's inside him. He'll get his PhD if he wants. At that time, I became a person of excellence because without saying anything, I looked at my dad and I said, I'm going to get that doctorate. Now I did graduate, I did go to a regular high school, I did get my my bachelor's and my master's and I got my doctorate. My dad wasn't around, but I'll tell you one of the first things I did is I got down on my knees and I thanked him. Because you know what? There's gonna come a point, there's a book, it's called The Tipping Point. There's gonna be a tipping point in your life where you either have to say it's time to let go and move on or I'm gonna be held back. Mark Twain said, a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. And the sad part is that many people climb into that rut at a very early age and just wait for the ends to be closed in. Don't make it your grave. I don't care if you're 95 years old. If you have a pulse and breath in you, you are a person of excellence, and I want to help you get there and be even stronger in it. The classes meet... Every Thursday, starting April 1st, April 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th, it's webinar on Zoom, 7 to 8, 15 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States. Write me, arrichards99 at gmail.com. Call 1-800-513-1906. Outside of the U.S., plus 1-800-513-1906. Just say person of excellence or poe And I personally will get back with you. The investment is only $49. Come on, you spend more than that at Starbucks in a week. Invest in yourself. Become that person of excellence. Stop playing the game with yourself. This is life. There's no dress rehearsal. This is it. What are you doing with it? I know that you've been hurt and I know that you're struggling and I know it's hard. But I want to help you get there. I want to help you become the best person of excellence you can be so that you can, you can look at things and say, it's time to let go and it's time to walk away. So my friend, let me help you. Let me help you get there. Come on, let's do it. Let's look at it and say, this is the time I let go. This is the time I walk away. I become that person of excellence. Write me, ARRichards99 at gmail.com, subject line POE, and I will get right back to you. Call me 1-800-513-1906, outside of the U.S., plus 1-800-513-1906, and just say when the voice message comes on, Tony, I'm ready to be a POE, and give me your name and contact and I'll get back. Come on, this is your time right now. If not now, then when? Come on, let's do it. Let's do it together. Because what I want you to do, not only do I want you to strengthen yourself and become stronger and better, I want you also to learn how to become a person of excellence so you can go out and help others. So that you can help others become their best person of excellence. Can't do it if you don't start. Don't stop yourself. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let anyone else or anything stop you. It's your time. I'm waiting for your email or for your call. ARRichards99 at gmail.com or 1-800-513-1906. Let go of the past. Walk away from it. And now let's run into the future. And let's go forward.